Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. As we embark on a new year in living our lives for Jesus, we want to have an increasing lifestyle of making him a part of all that we say and do. Proverbs 16 verse 3 declares, quote, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. As Christians, the extent that we make Jesus a part of our everyday plans will determine the extent to which we succeed in bringing eternal value to whatever we're doing. Let's open our Bible now and continue in our series of A New Year in Jesus. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. Happy New Year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're having a, a good and focused and renewed year in Jesus Christ and walking with Jesus. And uh, as we say, living for Jesus, loving for Jesus, giving for Jesus and forgiving for Jesus. So we're uh, we're in this series on on really, you know, how to you know, how and and why we we really ought to be focusing on every year having a more productive year in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And of course, we can go all the way down to to every hour. Right. Um, You know, but just it's not to be a religious experience. Uh, Life with Jesus is about a relationship, a growing relationship. and, And all relationships take work. Right. Any relationship that is going to be a good, solid, growing relationship takes effort. And it certainly is the same in our relationship with Jesus. And, and, you know, as frank and as candid as I can be, the more we put into it, the more we will get out of it. The less we put into it, the less we'll get out of it. And it really, really is that simple. You know, I was talking to some of the guys, some of the leaders, and, you know, they were confessing, you know, just different levels of, of, of apathy and indifference. And it's, it's something that, that all of us at different levels struggle with, but it's, it, there is really, you know, uh, there's no greater enemy to our walk with Jesus than apathy or indifference. Um, again, Jesus is God. He's our savior, our master, our king. He gave his life, not only for the forgiveness of our sins, but so that we would enjoy a growing and intimate relationship with him. And in that relationship, all life is found. And so we're going to continue in that series. Father, we thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness, and your grace on our lives. We thank you for your love. Father, we thank you for a new year. We thank you for 2024. And uh, Father, above all, as always, we thank you for Jesus our only Lord and Savior and Master and King. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy on our lives, for your goodness. We thank you for living for us, for dying for us. We thank you that you're alive and risen. And we proclaim our desire, Lord, in this new year to live for you more and more, to know you better, to obey you more, to be more pleasing to you, and to walk with you, Lord, in a more deep and intimate and powerful way. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word, as we open our Bibles. Give us eyes that see, we pray, ears to hear, and hearts that we might better understand. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
Okay, so let's open our Bibles. Uh, last time we did uh, Proverbs chapter 1, 1 to 7. Um, and we're going to go through probably four or five scriptures today. Um, and again, we're talking about, you know, in this new year, how can I order my life? What, what should be my focus, right? How can I examine my life and determine, you know, how do I want to live my life? At the end of 2024, when it comes to late December 2024, what would you like to have accomplished in your devotion to Jesus, in your service to Jesus, in your walk and relationship with Jesus, right? All right, so let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 3. So again, if we're going to have a, a successful year in 2024 and growing to know Jesus and to walk with him and to love for him and to give for him and to forgive for him, We'll start in Proverbs 16, verse 3. Simple verse, Proverbs 16, 3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. So coming into 2024, all of us will have different plans, right? Some people are planning to have children. Some people are planning to get married. Some people are planning to make moves in, the, you know, in your career or in your job. You know, um, you know, there are all kinds of different <clears throat> different plans. Some people are, <clears throat> excuse me, planning for, um, you know, for for different health things. Right. We all have different plans. <clears throat> but Proverbs 16, verse three says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Now, you know, take a moment and think about it. If you think, if you think, you know, back in 2023 and, you know, 2022, 2021, and just think back to, you know, all the years of your life, how many of your plans do you actually commit to Jesus? Because here the Bible says unambiguously, right? This is not hard to understand. Commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. It's a good verse to memorize. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed, right? Matter of fact, I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm going to ask Stephen just to, to blast that out to all the leaders in Kingdom D. Proverbs 16, 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. So what does that mean? It means to, to make Jesus a part of your plans, right? And every one of us, if we're to examine ourselves, would say, you know, the vast majority of our plans, we, we don't commit to the Lord. We don't bring Jesus into it. How much do we really consider Jesus and what we're planning in our lives and in, you know, in our relationships with others? Or if we're, if we're a boss, right, um, in the workplace, you know, how much are we considering Jesus and his heart and his will, you know, over the, uh, over the employees that are, you know, that have been given to us or in our charge, right? Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. So how do you do that? You invite Jesus into it, okay? Literally in prayer, you ask Jesus to be a part of it. And you can do this again and should do it on a daily basis, right? You know, invite Jesus into whatever your plans are. OK, if you have plans that, you know, again, you know, whether they're their financial plans, whether they're relational plans, um, you know, whether whether they're plans for your physical health, 
make Jesus a part of it. Commit it to him. Literally, you know, take time each day and pray, Lord Jesus, I do ask you to, to come into this day at work. I ask you to come into you know, my finances, Lord. Lord Jesus, I want to, to utilize my finances more and more with, with a focus on you, Lord. I want to have a Christ-centered focus in the way that I'm, I'm using my money, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead me and guide me that I might learn to use my finances, that I might, that I might you know, exercise my duties at my job, in my career, um, in my work assignments, Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. When we don't commit to the Lord, what we're doing, we're just hoping for the best, right? It's not a strategy at all. And again, when I look at my own heart, it's, a, it's an area of repentance for me. I do consistently bring Jesus into it, but I can, you know, when I examine my own heart, I can see areas of my life where I am not consistently bringing Jesus into it you know, as I ought to more and more and more and more. I actually want Jesus to be a part of everything. That's what a relationship is, right? Um, those of us who are who are married and you have a relationship with your spouse, right? A good, healthy marriage, you, you want your spouse to really be a part of everything you're doing. Now, you know, believe it or not, our relationship with Jesus ought to be infinitely beyond that, right? We should desire Jesus to be a part of everything we do, wherever we go, whomever we're with. The deeper we grow in our relationship with Jesus, we'll see that whether it's a, a good circumstance, whether it's a difficult circumstance, whether it's something we view as enjoyable or positive or difficult or negative, having Jesus in the middle of it, really there's nothing greater than that. A growing relationship with Jesus this year I mean, the, the more we really grow to walk with him, the more we, we just see how, how really cool he really is, right? It's not a big religious experience. It really is a relationship. Now, listen, I know when I say that, it's hard, right? God doesn't talk back to us. We don't hear him in our physical ears. So we have to kind of move in this relationship rhythm. And we do that, right, by committing to the Lord whatever we do and your plans will succeed. So whatever you do, you want to make Jesus a greater and greater part of it. All right. So let's look at uh, Proverbs 25, 2. All right. Um, some of the guys in Kingdom D, my wife, this is, you know, one of our favorite scriptures in all the Bible. Proverbs 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter, is the glory of kings. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, Proverbs 25, 2. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. And so in our relationship with Jesus and walking with him, okay, there is a certain mystery about it, right? He wants us to, to press into him. He wants us to, to seek him, right? Um, and, you know, we do that by spending time in the scriptures above all. And we're going to say that over and over and over and over. As we move into this new year in 2024, nothing will help you to prioritize your life, to, to commit whatever you do to the Lord, um, like spending time in the scriptures. Okay, we're going to say this over and over and over and over. 
It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. So in whatever you're doing, in whatever your plans are, you want to continue to turn it over. You want to continue to look for the heart of Jesus and whatever your plans are and whatever the situation is, right? Now, again, I'm not saying that you have to search out, you know, and, and go to Jesus when you, when you want to decide, you know, what's for lunch, but you can, right? You actually can. There are times, and I don't do this often, but I can remember times where I'm going and I'll say, you know, Lord, what should I have for lunch today, right? And again, it's not like I hear him say in my mind, you know, uh, go to McDonald's, right? Um, which I don't know if he'd say that to me or not, but you know, sometimes when you seek him, right, and say, Lord, where should I go to lunch? And, you, and you're seeking him and, you know, okay, Lord, I guess I feel led to go to, you know, Chipotle, right? And then you go to Chipotle and you're in line and, and you're talking to someone. And I remember this and, you know, and, and I'm talking to them and like they, they got their Bible in their hand and I, and I bring it up and I, you know, and I say, yeah, no, no, I, you know, yes, I'm a Christian and I actually teach the Bible. And the lady's like, where, like, where is that? She goes on her phone and she subscribes to the podcast. So when you, you know, when you make Jesus a part of things more and more, right. Um, you know, you'll see him begin to move in your life and you'll think, man, I just actually prayed to, to see what, you know, you know, where he was leading me in this, right? It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to seek it out. So our heavenly father, right, um, wants us to be digging in, right, to be seeking him. Right. Um, you know, the the you know, the famous passage that, you know, you know, Jesus says, right, you know, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you. Right. Uh, for whoever asks, receives, whoever seeks, finds and to whomever knocks, the door will be open. We want to keep asking, keep seeking, keep finding. Right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to read that over here in Matthew. All right. So if you turn to the book of Matthew and turn to chapter, chapter, chapter seven, right? And we'll start reading in verse seven, Matthew seven, chapter seven, ask, I'm sorry, Matthew seven, verse seven, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Verse eight, for everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Okay, Matthew seven, verses seven and eight. And so again, you wanna, you wanna keep asking, keep, keep going in prayer to your heavenly father, to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit, okay? Keep asking them, keep seeking the heart of your heavenly father. Keep seeking the leading of the Holy Spirit. Keep seeking the will of Jesus. Asking, seeking, and knocking, right? Just keep knocking. Just keep knocking. Just keep being persistent, right? It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. He likes to, to keep things. Our father likes to keep things in a manner where we have to you know, diligently search the scriptures, diligently approach him in prayer, right? Uh, dil diligently, and we're going to read the scripture here next, diligently seek, 
you know, counsel and fellowship from others who are walking in a mature and diligent fashion with Jesus, right? Uh, seeking counsel from others who are, who have given their lives to Jesus and others who want to grow in their devotion to Jesus, right? It says it, to search out a matter is the glory of kings, right? We, we want to continually be searching for the heart of Jesus and the will of Jesus. And again, I'm going to say this over and over. This is not a religious exercise. It's not something that we have to do. Relationship is not something we're forced to have. It's something we get to do. And that's, you know, that's something that as we grow and mature, we find more and more that it's not an arduous task. Now, as we begin in this process, right, it is going to take discipline. It won't, it doesn't just come naturally. It will take effort. We're not going to wake up every day and certainly just say, oh man, I can't wait to be reading my Bible today. I can't wait to pray today. I can't wait to invite Jesus into this day. It, it doesn't work that way. We have to, to press into it, right? Discipline is what we do when we, you know, when we don't feel like it. And we talked about that in the, in the first teaching of the new year, right? Having a disciplined life, disciplining ourselves to do what we know we should be doing in our walk with Jesus, even when we don't, even when we don't uh, feel like doing it, right? But to search out a matter, to continue to dig into a matter and, and roll it over and think about it and meditate on it and seek the scriptures, right? For the will of Jesus in your life. And again, not just for the big, huge decisions, but more and more just for, you know, just for your everyday life, right? Wow. Look at Proverbs 15, verse 22. Proverbs 15, verse 22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So who do you have in your life that you go to for counsel? Okay. Obviously, you ought not be going to counsel for counsel to people who have, you know, very little interest in Jesus Christ, right? You ought to be going, you know, you ought to have counselors in your life. You ought to be going to people for counselor who you know are devoted to Jesus, who themselves are walking with Jesus, okay? Um, they, they may be pastors. Just because someone has a title of pastor doesn't mean that they're a good counselor by any means, okay? It certainly should, right? Um, but it, it doesn't, the person having a title is not what's important. What's important is their desire to follow the, the Son of God and the Word of God, okay? Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So again, as you come into 2024, um, you know, who do you have in your life that helps you to seek the will of your heavenly father, the will of Jesus and the will of the Holy Spirit, right? Remember, we have one God, one being, three separate distinct individual persons, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And in Jesus Christ, as genuine Christians who are, are trusting and relying on Jesus alone for our salvation, we have relationship with each member of our triune God. So again, Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So again, in 2024, 
who are going to be your many advisors, okay? Who are the people in your life that are walking with Jesus, that, that are determined to live a more Christ-centered life? The people who desire to live their lives based on the Word of God, the Bible, and the Son of God, Jesus. These are the people you want to get counsel from, right? So, you know, that's to say we should all be in community, right? Hopefully you're in a good, solid Bible-based church. Hopefully you're in a life group, right, or some Bible studies. But you want to be in community. And when it comes to counsel, again, counsel physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and relationally, right? Um, you want to get counsel from those who have been walking with Jesus and are devoted, right, to serving Jesus and growing in him and pleasing him. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. All right. So next, let's, uh, let's go to 1 Chronicles 16, 11 and 12. 1 Chronicles 16, verses 11 and 12. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. So again, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. It's interesting because the vast majority of us, right, when we pray, we actually seek his hand, right? We're praying and we're asking our Father or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, we're asking for things that we want or need in our life, right? And we're told to do that. Um, but yet, you know, here it says, seek his face always. So, you know, in our times of prayer, right, and thanksgiving and praise and worship, we should, we should be seeking relationship with Jesus, seeking to know him, seeking not just his hand, but look what it says, look to the Lord in his strength, seek his face always. So in 2024, let's make this a year where, where our prayers grow, where we continue to ask for the things that we need and the things that we want, right? We are to be dependent on him for our daily bread, so to speak. But let's also seek his face and take time in prayer just to talk to him each day and to have conversational prayer with him and just say, Jesus, you know, I, I do want to know you more. I want to walk with you more deeply and more intimately. I want to experience your presence in my life more fully. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. So again, in your own life, Jesus has done wonders. He's done wonderful things. We're told here to remember them. Remember when you were saved. Remember when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Remember back when you received eternal life. And then remember the dozens or hundreds or literally thousands of things that he's done for you in your walk with Jesus. Remember, there are times in all of our lives where we know how the Lord has moved on our behalf, how he's looked out for us, how he's protected us, how he's brought us along, right? Again, 1 Chronicles 16, 11, and 12, look to the Lord in his strength, seek his face always, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he's pronounced, the judgments he pronounced, okay? Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's go to Lamentations 3, 21 to 26. Good stuff here, right? It's going to be a good 2024. Lamentations 3, 21 to 26. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Wow. Okay, so again, here's this is the book of Lamentations, a book that's seemingly rarely quoted from, but but Jeremiah here, Jeremiah is the author of Lamentations, is talking about waiting on him, right? I say to myself, verse 24, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. And then verse 26, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Uh, waiting is, I confess, it's not something I do well. I am, uh, I confess I'm an impatient man. Right. And again, it's something I've confessed over and over. I am I'm, I, I am somewhat diligently working on it. I'm, I'm reticent to say diligently because I know I could be working a, a whole lot harder and I I am still consistently failing in impatience. But again, this this concept of waiting on the Lord moving into 2024. Right. A new year in Jesus of waiting on him. Okay, petitioning him, inviting him into, you know, into all of our circumstances, right? Making him a part of everything we do, but then waiting on his leading and on his guidance before we just move forward with something. Now, again, here, obviously, we're talking about, you know, meaningful decisions in our lives. Again, I'm not saying that we have to pray and wait on the Lord to see where is he leading us to lunch or, you know, what shoes should I wear to work today? Or, you know, what outfit should I wear? Again, all these things, again, in themselves are good to make Jesus a part of it. But again, this is not a religious exercise. I can't say that enough. It's about a relationship. It's about kind of moving in a, a growing relational rhythm with Jesus. And I mean, that may sound crazy, but it's exciting. The, the more you get to know him, the more you see it's, you know, it, it's, it's fun to grow in relationship with Jesus. It's not easy, right? It's certainly not easy to wait for him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Um, and so again, Father, we, we want to do a better job in all these things, Lord. And I confess I have not done well in, in waiting on you and your leading. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead us this year to wait on Jesus, that, that, that you, Jesus, might lead us where we're to go in every aspect of our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. All right. And finally, let's look at uh, Colossians 3. 15 to 17. And we'll end here. Colossians 3, 15 to 17. Incredible scriptures. And, and again, here it is, right? Um, 2024, let this be a year of all these scriptures, right? Colossians 3, 15 to 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, wow, there's a lot there, right? Um, and whatever you do, 
Verse 17, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there could be anything, okay, that I would ask us to do, it's, you know, it's spending time in the word of God and having the name Jesus on our lips more and more and more and more. Okay. If there's anything I believe the church needs more of today, it's always going to be to be more time in the scriptures, more time reading and studying and meditating on the scriptures, feeding our soul in the, in the word of God. But we, we've gotten away terribly. Okay. The average Christian says God probably 25 times more than we use the name Jesus. And it should be the other way around. Okay. Um, Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, okay? Um, people will say, well, when I say God, I, I mean Jesus. Well, then let's, let's say what we mean. I've said this before. There is literally no power in the word God. God, 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 God. Every religion has the word God, okay? But it's only biblical biblical in our Bible, Christianity, where, where Jesus Christ, God the Son, the Son of God, Jesus himself left heaven, became a human man for us, okay? Lived a perfect righteous life on our behalf that we could never live. Died a torturous death on the cross on our behalf that we should have died and was raised from the dead. It's only in Jesus that we have any relationship, any understanding of who God is whatsoever, okay? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let this be a year in 2024 where the name of Jesus is on your lips more and more and more and more in everything. Instead of saying, God is leading me, or I'm looking for how God is leading me, Jesus is leading me. I'm looking for how Jesus is leading me. If you're a minister or a pastor, and, you, and if you listen to your sermons, and you may use the word God 40 times, you know, cut that down to 10 and insert Jesus in it. Jesus in it, right? Um, again, our relationship with Jesus will certainly grow the, the more we talk about him, the more we think about him, and the more his name is on our hearts. And Paul says, look, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. So again, ultimately, to grow in our relationship, a new year in Jesus, it, it's, it's going to happen by spending time in the scriptures, right? You know, committing our way to the Lord, inviting Jesus into it but being willing to talk about him, right? In your prayers, you can pray to your heavenly father, to the Holy Spirit, pray directly to Jesus, worship Jesus, thank Jesus and talk about Jesus, right? So father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy, your favor and your goodness on our lives, father. We thank you, Lord, for this new year. We thank you for 2024. Lord Jesus, we want to know you. We do wanna have a new year in Jesus, a renewed year in Jesus. Lord Jesus, we worship you, we thank you, and we praise you. Holy Spirit, we ask you to give us eyes that see Jesus, ears to hear him, hearts to know him better. Lead us now in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.